Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of the JB Sism Show. In today's episode, we're talking about the greatest Christmas gift you can give yourself. We're talking about editing, and we're talking about making sure your book is everything you want it to be. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the land of 10,000 lakes, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do each and every week here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, welcome to today's show. And this show is designed to help you succeed in your family, your ministry, and your life by helping you get the tools that you need so you can find your voice and you can change the world with the message that God has given you. Well, my friends... Congratulations, you have made it through your book, or NaNoWriMo in this case, with something in your hands. You've been working for months and months on end, perhaps, and you finally have your finished manuscript. Well, you're so excited that you print it out, and then you ask yourself the question, now what do I do? Well, my friends, have no fear because in today's episode, I'm talking about the next phase of your writing journey. You worked hard, your work needs to be rewarded, and now it is the best possible piece that it can be. Why? Because I'm going to talk about editing today. Well, my friends, sit back, grab some popcorn, or just enjoy the ride to work. This is the JB Sism Show. Christmas, everybody. And that's right, it is almost a very Merry Christmas. Christmas is next Monday, and uh, this episode is coming out just before the holiday season. So you can get in your favorite your favorite podcast show before you uh, slice into that turkey and rip into, into those presents that are just piling up under the tree. Our family, my wife and I, we finally have all of our Christmas shopping done. I finished up the last little bit of shopping, got last couple of presents, couple of, they weren't impulse purchase presents, but they were, well, let's just say I, I, I wanted to get them, but I didn't know if I was going to get them until I saw them. So, so I picked up a couple of things for my wife as well. And thought I had her done, but then I changed my mind. <laughs> so anyway, those gifts are now going to become um, gifts from my daughter. So, hey, it makes it makes the expense worth it, right? <laughs> so anyway, well, I hope you guys are, are having a wonderful time planning your Christmas holiday. And uh, you're working on your, your turkey and you're working on all of your stuff, maybe getting everything prepared ahead of time, stuffed in the freezer. So all you have to do is the day before Christmas, pull everything out to thaw and then shove it in the oven. So that is the way to do it. That's kind of what my wife and I are going to do. Everything's going to be made ahead of time. And then we just shove it into the oven and away we go. That way you, you, you don't spend all of your holiday cooking. And how many people do that? They spend all of their day working and they're not having any fun. And, and, and that's one of the things that I've, 
I found when it comes to writing, you know, we, we tend to just try to put all of our time into working and not have any fun. And, and yes, writing is a lot of hard work. Writing is a lot of fun at the same time. But don't neglect your family for the sake of your writing. Just, I'm going to throw that out there. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I have, um, I'm kind of excited because I can officially say it. My mother has officially published her very first book. I helped her with the book. I did all of the typesetting and all of the graphic design for it. It's a uh, it's a beautiful 60-page, full-color, 8 by 8 kind of coffee table um, or, you know, nights, not nightstand, but side couch table um, book. It's, it's beautiful, full of inspirational, full of inspirational passages, some devotionals. Um, and, and basically, if you read this, you're going to walk away feeling incredibly, incredibly happy. You can pick it up at any time when you are feeling low and when you're feeling that you just don't know what life is all about or you just want to um, put a smile to your face today. This is the book you're going to want to get. Uh, my mom, Sandra L. Sism, wrote this book, and uh, it's called Loving Life. So Loving Life is the book. You can get it on Amazon right now and uh, should be available where other uh, books are sold. Right now, it is just in a print version. So you're going to want to uh, pick up a copy of this book before it... Um, um, well, it's not going to go away. Let's just say that. Uh, pick up a copy of this book. Give it away as a as, as a beautiful Christmas present. Um, here's one of the quotes that she wrote. She goes, success or failure isn't determined by circumstances, but by your resolute tenacity. And that is powerful. That is powerful. Success or failure isn't determined by circumstances, but by your resolute tenacity. So in other words, grab life, move forward and do something with your life. And so anyway, you can pick that book up. It is called Loving Life by Sandra L. Sism. It is wonderful. So basically, this book is all about loving life and living the adventure. So you're not going to want to miss this because God has created you to be the most wonderful you that you can be. And that's what this book is about. So go pick that up, Amazon.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. All right. So, so my excitement uh, rests in this uh, brand new book from my mom. Um, and then also, uh, last week, my book finally arrived. I think I mentioned this earlier. My book, um, Grace, What's So Amazing About It, the, the print copy of that book finally arrived. And I am so happy about that because it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I've given away a couple of copies already. And um, so if you want a copy of that book, go to my website, jbcism.com forward slash grace hyphen book, jbcism.com forward slash grace hyphen book. And you can purchase uh, my uh, 30, uh, five week, 30 day devotional on the grace of God right there. And, and the thing is, you know, grace is like a well-faceted diamond. And if you look at grace, can you see the brilliance of God in it, and you can see um, God's beautiful attribute in that book. So go purchase that book as well. Uh, the ebook is available 
right now for $3.99, but after the first of the year, it's going to go up to $4.99. So you're going to want to get the ebook at, at the $3.99 price. Um, the print book is also available at $9.99. It is a beautiful soft cover, matte cover book. It's nice and silky. It's gorgeous. Um, I, I used a, a fun editing software called Readsy from Readsy.com, R-E-E-D-S-Y, R-E-E-D-S-Y. And uh, they, they put together a beautiful typesetting software and it did a gorgeous job on the book. All right, the next cool thing of news I want to tell you about, and, and the reason why I want to kind of mention this today is because this is going to kind of lead into what I'm talking about in today's episode. So NaNoWriMo has ended, and um, I right, sitting right here to my right is nearly 300 pages, 291 pages of my newest manuscript, nearly 81,000 words written. My book is complete. So by the time NaNoWriMo was ending, I finished the last chapter of my book, and I couldn't be happier. And uh, so right now, I'm in the editing phase. So I thought this would be a good time to talk about editing. I thought this would be a good time to, to really talk about what, what do we do in this next phase of writing. And so uh, we're talking about editing today. And, and then the other cool thing is I finished up in the last... Um, part of NaNoWriMo, and then I tightened it up even more. Um, about a, a thousand word or, or nearly three page children's book. And so now now the goal is to get an, um, get an illustrator for the book. But anyway, I edited this and I handed it off to an editor and I got some great feedback, which I'll talk about in just a little bit here. Um, but both of these manuscripts are in different phases of editing. And one's in a self-edit stage. The other is in a professional edit stage. Um, and, and, and so I want to talk about this experience that I'm going through because uh, if, if, if you're not editing your work and if you're not getting your book uh, done in, in the right way and you're just throwing it onto Amazon without anybody looking at it, you're doing yourself a disservice. And... And I can tell you that from five-star ratings, uh, it's worth the, the, the investment. It's worth the time and the effort it takes to, to edit the book. And, and I know the books that I have out there, I could probably go through and edit them again. I mean, the editing phase never really ever wants to end. And, uh, and that's the problem with being an author. You want to be a perfectionist. You know, I guess I'm like George Lucas. I want to change things all the time. <laughs> Uh, but it's a pain in the butt because you got to go through review process all over again with Amazon and it sucks. So anyway, so so how does one go about editing their work? How do we tighten up our pros? And and so today I want to jump into these five things that you can do to edit your book before you publish. And, and I, I can't stress that enough. The, 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 these things have to be done before you publish your book. I mean, you don't want... Let, let me put it this way. If you publish a book that's not been edited, you do yourself a disservice and and you're going to be um, one of these people who just has a book, but it's not a great book. You want to put out the best possible book that you can. 
And this is what we're talking about today. And and I truly believe that this is the best Christmas gift that you can give yourself. So give yourself a hearty ho, 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 grab some cookies and some milk, and we're going to go to town. All right, number one, number one. And this is what we do as soon as we have finished our book. Number one is let the book sit. Let the book sit. In other words, let it sit for a week or two. You know, don't let it sit for too long, but get your mind off of it. Get your mind onto something else. Start plotting your next book, which is what I did. I started plotting another book. That's when I started re-editing uh, my children's book that I had written um, uh, a year ago, and I never did anything with it. I let it sit too long. And you wanted to let it sit. Why? Because the more you let your book sit, the further you remove yourself from it. When you go back to it, you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And it gives you a fresh set of eyes. It gives you a fresh perspective on what it is that you wrote beforehand. And so one of the best things that we can do is, is take our work and, and just put it on the shelf. Put it in a, in a file drawer, whatever it takes, and just let it Sit. Don't do anything else with it. And and when when you do that and you come back to it, you're going to be flooded with new ideas. You're going to be flooded with um, how you can alter the story to make it better. And and so that's what I did when I when I picked up my children's book, uh, the manuscript. I kept saying to myself over the course of the last year, I really need to do something with this. I need to tighten it up. I'm not happy with it, and I haven't been happy with it for about a year. I finished it a year ago, and I started writing it about three years ago. <laughs> so um, it, it, it's it's one of these books that you know I wanted to wanted to do, but at the same time. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just kind of let it sit on the shelf. And I was scared, honestly. I was scared to give it to um, a children's ed- children's book editor, a good, uh, 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 really good editor, really good lady that I know who writes some fantastic children's stories. I was scared spitless to give it to her because I, I didn't fully um, know how she would accept it. She loved it, by the way. But, um, you know, it's that fear and trepidation, you know, of not knowing what to do next. And... And, and I sat there with fear holding me back from putting together uh, the best possible manuscript that I could. And, and so finally I decided, okay, I need to take this manuscript and I need to do something with it. So I started just going line by line through this, this rhyming poem of a children's story. And I just started tightening it up, tightening it up, tightening it up, tightening it up. And... And at one point, I'd removed the rhymes, and I'd just gone straight story, but I didn't like that, so I went back to the rhyme, and then I screwed the, screwed it up, and so I had to just set it aside, and, and that's why it sat for a year. Well, now I came back to it, and I fixed the rhymes. I fixed the um, the cadence or the timing of, of the rhymes in this piece of poetry, and, and it, you know, I... I did pretty good for the most part. You know, she was mostly impressed with how I did it. She goes, you know, you kind of get a little long in the tooth in a couple of places. In other words, it's kind of, it, 
it it throws off the rhythm and and I didn't know how to fix it and that's that's really what editors are so but I was happy when I gave it to her because I had gone over it and I had gone over it and I had gone over it and I had gone over it until I was happy with it. It was probably about the the uh, the tenth edit on this thing, and finally I had it to the point where I didn't know what else to do with it, and so that's when I turned it over to an editor. with With my with my big book, my eighty one thousand word book that I'm working on right now, I'm in the self editing stage right now, and and so before I I go through my book, I sit down, I mean, before I fix anything, I sit down with my printed manuscript, it's all in double type space, and then I begin editing it. And, and, and the only way I'm able to edit this is because I let the book sit, I let it rest, because I wanted to get my mind off of it, and I wanted to work on something else while I did that. And, and so now that I'm coming back to this, I have these, this new flood of ideas flowing in my mind. And while I'm editing one phase of the book, I'm reading another part of the book. So I'm reading it and I'm editing it at the same time. That way I get an idea um, of what's coming up when I need to edit of like, oh, I need to fix that. I need to fix that. And I make mental notes as I read it at night. So there you go. So number two, this is where it comes to the editing part. Print out your book and begin self-editing. And so print it out. Don't don't edit on, on the computer. Don't edit on your tablets. Print out your book in double space format and single-sided, you know, use single-sided because you can use the back of your page for notes if you need to. But use single-sided printing. Yes, you're going to go through a lot of paper doing this, but paper's cheap. And and begin going line by line through your book. And, you know, any sentences that are slow, any sentences that just don't make sense, or any sentences that, you know, are, are frustrating you, rewrite them. You know, add new sentences, change how the sentence is ordered. You know, start going line by line, chapter by chapter. And what I do is I do five to six chapters at a time. And then I'll go through, once I have written out on the page everything that I am making an edit on, then I go through and I start adding, changing it on the computer. But here's the beauty, and this is where your second edit comes in. As I'm changing it on the computer, I'm finding more mistakes or I'm finding where, you know what, I don't like that edit and I need to edit it even further. And so I will begin editing my page that I've already edited. Does that make sense? So I start with the paper and then I move to the computer and I take my editing notes that I've written on the page and it's like, you know, I need to edit my edits. And, and by the time I am done with typing all of my edits, all of my changes, I have now come to the point where I have edited my book now twice. But then before I work on, you know, once I'm done for the day and before I start working on the next set of chapters or the next chapter on another day, I go back to that previous chapter and I just do 
a read through. And and then as I do the read through just on the computer screen there, if I see anything amiss that I don't like, I will edit those. And so hopefully by the time I'm done with the book, by the time I'm done with the book, hopefully I have already edited this book three times myself. And I'm not, you know, I've not given it to anybody, um, you know, or anything like this. I've, you know, going through the book by myself, editing the book. And then this is where the third piece comes in. Use beta readers. So number three, use beta readers. Now, I'm I'm doing things just slightly different right now. I'm using a beta reader while I'm editing. So I had already made a few simple edits that I didn't like previously. And I printed out the entire manuscript and I actually gave the book to my mother who she loves historical fiction. So she is a perfect beta reader for this. So I, I gave her the entire manuscript to read as a beta reader because I want her thoughts. I want her ideas. And and then I can use those same thoughts, use those same ideas in my editing. And and so anything that she sees that she doesn't like, she can, you know, obviously let me know on. And and the, the goal of using a beta reader, and then usually I encourage use a beta reader after you've officially edited the book, you know, by yourself. But the goal of using a beta reader is to get that feedback from readers themselves. Because maybe you're in love with a scene or you're in love with a ch particular chapter you've written or a part of a chapter you've written. And the reader's like, why is this even in the book? I don't understand this. This should either be later in the book, earlier in the book, or it should be just axed altogether. Your readers are going to see stuff like this that you will never see. Or they're going to pick out little inconsistencies like you had you had him with red hair here and you had him with brown hair over here. Well, hopefully you catch that in the editing phase, but, you know, mistakes do happen. We are human, you know, so so they're going to catch some of these inconsistencies. They're going to catch some of these, you know, oopses. They're going to catch things that. Well, you would never see because you're so close to the situation. So use beta readers to help you edit your work because then you can go through a, a fourth or a fifth time once you get all the notes back in from the beta readers and you can choose what you want to do. But now you have a, a, a platform to build upon and you can take your book to the next level to something that readers want to use. And then this is where you give your book to a professional editor. And this can take about two weeks to do. Um, you give your book to a professional editor. They go line by line. They look for the same thing beta readers do because they're an outside perspective. And they're going to help you tighten your book. They're going to help um, help you make the best possible book that you can. And, and I'm here to tell you that a professional editor is the way to go. So coming back to my children's book, which I'm, I'm not going to give you the name of it yet, but coming back to my children's book, once I didn't know what else to do with it, once I knew my wife you know, was happy with the story and my child actually sat down and listened to the whole story, <laughs> she was my beta reader, and uh, 
I contacted my friend Dolores and I said, hey, uh, we talked earlier in the year and said, you know, would you be willing to read through uh, my story? And, and she goes, yeah, I would. So, so I hired her to be my editor and she did an amazing job. She ripped the snot out of my manuscript <laughs> And, and she kept a lot of the same stuff that I had written, just kind of rearranged some stuff, made it better, made the prose tighter, and made the rhyming with a better cadence. And and it actually made my writing better. You know, so now I know, you know, what to do next time when I go to write another children's book. You know, I know, huh, well, I need to I need to think through this before I, I really hand it off to an editor. And so I will have a better understanding, a better idea of how to write next time. Because I've never written a rhyme or a poem like this before. So the idea that I had started with has turned into this beautiful piece of poetry. And, you know, now the next goal is to actually get an illustrator. But I, I'm here to tell you there are things that the editor put in there that she put in that I don't like. And... And I'm going to be honest, there's a few things that I'm like, well, I don't know why you made that change. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be making some of my own changes, kind of going back to some of the stuff that I had did, but rewriting it to the same style. And, and the goal is to create a collaborative piece that makes me look like the best possible author that I can be. And then... Um, hopefully, by the time it's all said and done, she's happy with it, I'm happy with it, and then I can begin the typesetting phase. And so I have one book that is in the final stages, while another book is in the beginning stages of editing. And so, you know, as writers, I encourage you to have multiple projects going at once, where you're writing one book, you're editing a second book, and you're in professional or deep edits or nearly completed with the third book. That way you always have something on your plate. You're always working on something. And so that's what I encourage you. Uh, that's what I encourage you to do. So hire a, a professional editor because they're going to make your work sing. And it's beautiful. And then number five, give your book to a street team to read. So they can make comments and then they can review your book on Amazon. And and that is the most important thing. You want to have people back you I have I have a couple of people who are interested now without the illustrations but I have a couple of people that are interested in reading my children's book and giving me feedback on it before I publish this thing and 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 I'm excited about that because these people I trust these people's opinion I'm excited about because I want them to be my biggest fans. I want them to be my street team to help me promote this book, to help me tell people, other families, that there is an awesome new children's book. And and I'm excited. I'm so excited. I Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be so close to having a children's book out. And, and I'm getting closer to having um, my first full-length novel out. And hopefully by March, um, you know, I'll have the, the full-length novel out. And 
Um, I'm hopefully um, uh, we'll have later this year because I've got to work with an illustrator, the children's book. So I'm super, super excited. So anyway, so, so what you want to do, have a street team, have people who back you, have people who are going to be the best you. I mean, so many authors, they feel that editors are going to rip apart their work. So many people feel that editors are going to destroy everything that they've written. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. An editor is going to make your work better. An editor is going to help you be the best possible you that you can be. And the best part is when you're editing, when you're going through this whole phase of getting everything together on paper, it's still your work at the end of the day. It's just going to be better. And then when you go to write your next book, you're going to know what mistakes to avoid because you don't want to have to pay the editor for some of those same mistakes that you've been making all along. So that's what you want to do. Get an editor, get some beta readers, get your street team, and start pumping out your work. Get your books edited so you can be happy. Well, my friends, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the show. And you can find the full show notes at jbcism.com forward slash 127. jbcism.com forward slash 127. Have some fruitcake, eat some turkey, and uh, open some presents. And uh, may God bless you and your family this beautiful holiday season. And remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.